Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our guy Nathan Marzion there. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. The Pacers beat the Milwaukee Bucks 126 to 124, a wasted evening uh, for Giannis tonight. 54 points. 12 rebounds uh, for Giannis, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. And similarly, I was trying to rack my brain, and I had to Google it, unfortunately, because I'm old. I forget exact details. But I remember Michael Red having a huge night uh, and leading, you know, in Bucks history, most points in the game with 57. I was like, I swore he lost that game. And I went and I looked, and sure enough, they did. They lost to the Jazz that night. I remember doing that post-game show. Red looked like he was going to... You he remember that? At the end. Yeah, he would have had 60 and he missed it. Th- I don't remember the game live, but I've looked at, the, I've watched the game and he missed a three where he would have had 60 to win the game. But yeah, he looked like he was going to cry uh, after the game. He was so depressed that they lost and he had 57 and they figured out a way to still lose that basketball game. I literally tweeted out when he got to, I think it was 54. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun post game show tonight. Time on Giannis's big game. And that was it. After that, I pretty much jinxed the hell out of it. Let's first talk about the positives, okay? No Damian Lillard, and you still figured out a way to have the lead and have a chance to win this game after an absolute garbage first quarter in this one. Uh, Nathan Marzian, your thoughts on what you saw in the first quarter? Yeah, I the first quarter was very uninspiring. It felt like they're going to get run out of the gym by this team. We've seen this before. You know, we saw the game last year 
against the Mavs that was like in the middle of the season where they got absolutely smoked. It's a younger team that just plays faster and has a high powered offense. And you're like, they're not going to be able to keep up. Their defense has been struggling. They don't have Dame to keep up. It just felt like, yeah, they're going to lose this game 145 to, to 115. Like it just was like, they're, they're not going to keep up. To my surprise, they came back. They were in this game. They obviously had the lead for a while. Um, but yeah, that first quarter was absolutely ugly. And I'm, you know, again, it's a positive that they were able to keep up with this team. They were able to get back in this game. And as bad as the four, you know, that last stretch was, um, you know, last three quarters of this game, they outscored the Pacers by 12. So they were, they're down 14 at the end of one. I think they were down like 18 or something at one point in the first quarter, but crawled back pretty quickly. And then from there on out, you know, it was just kind of Giannis doing his thing and just absolutely dominating this game. Um, Pacers made 23s tonight and that kind of ended up being the, uh, the killer for them is they made a couple daggers down the stretch and sucks that they lost this game, but I am at least happy that, you know, cause if you would, if you would have told me this would be the outcome halfway through the first quarter, I wouldn't have been mad. It sucks the way it happened. It sucks after they had a lead and, and kind of blew it at the end there. But midway through the first quarter, if you would have told me they're going to be right in this game down the stretch and they're going to lose by two, I'd be like, hey, that's... I mean, no, that's no, no, it. no. But what if I would have told you Giannis is going to have 54 and 12 before it's all over and they're going to lose? Would you have been okay I would, with that? I would have believed... Based on the first six minutes, I would have definitely believed that, yes. They, they were down 20. And it was like, yeah, they're not... You know, No matter what anyone does in this game, they're not winning this game. I would, you know... I would have believed you if you said Giannis is going to put up 50 in a loss. Yes, based on how that game was going. I, yeah, I just wasn't worried in the first quarter like everybody else was freaking out. People are calling Griffin a clown on Twitter and everything else. Everybody's yeah, that, all mad. And I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm going, guys, how many times have we seen a team get hot for a quarter or for a half? And then is the exact opposite in the second after they go stone cold and they lose the game. One quarter doesn't mean anything, especially when it's the first quarter. Now, again, if a team gets hot in the third and they can carry momentum in the fourth. Okay, that's a little bit different, right? But a first, a hot first quarter doesn't necessarily worry me when you have an experienced team like the Bucs that can fight their way back. Now, again, no Damian Lillard, right? So you 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 were without your flamethrower out there uh, tonight for the Bucs. But Giannis came up with a huge, huge performance in this one. Uh, okay, so that that's one positive. Giannis, that, that's, that, that's one positive. Uh, what other positives do you have from tonight's game outside of Giannis? Because I got I got some negatives, obviously, because that's what I do normally. Uh, but but Giannis is one positive. Uh, what other positives do you have, Marzian? Chris is a big positive, and yeah, played well. Gonna, of course, people are going to focus on you know he missed the last three and blah blah blah. And who cares? I, I know I'm already getting people. Oh yeah, Chris Milton's good mocking me for that. Get out of here. He had 19 points in 20 minutes. And shot the ball well and was, you know, four assists. Like he looked very good. He's been very good. Very pleased with Chris. He had a nice second quarter to, again, kind of keep us in that game. Um, this was kind of before Giannis started going nuclear. Chris started going off. Um, so that was good to see. Malik Beasley down the stretch was really good again. That's kind of two games in a row where like he didn't do much for three quarters and then in the fourth kind of came alive. And, you know, he had some threes tonight at, in the fourth and then had a couple of defensive plays as well. Um, and you know, I thought Marjan off the bench was good in, he didn't play much in the second half, which was a little bit frustrating, but, uh, in the first half he had some good minutes. Um, but yeah, those were kind of the three main ones to me outside of, outside of Giannis. Um, like the defense wasn't impressive, but I didn't expect it to be impressive at all in this game. Honestly, I expected them to, to give up 130 plus. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not 
overly disappointed by the defense and the fact that the Pacers shot 40% from three and, you know, still didn't get to 130 plus, which I know 130 is terrible, but I just would have thought if they shoot 40% from three, they're putting up, you know, they had, they were averaging 143 their last two games. Um, so that it wasn't a positive at all, the, the defense, but I thought it could have been definitely worse. And then, um, sorry, I just had a video playing on my thing, but, and then, um, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Offensively, it was largely just Giannis and Chris. Do we think that an NBA team in today's era, I'll hail any era, but before this current era, you weren't allowed to do this anyhow. So I guess that doesn't matter. Can you win an NBA title playing this much damn zone defense? I mean, is that a thing? Is Jim Beheim going to coach the Bucs by the end of the year? Because we're going to play that much zone defense. Beheim's going to come and, and coach the Bucs like it was Syracuse and just play zone 24-7. They play a lot of zone defense. And I think in large part, they play zone defense because they can't play any other way without getting torched. It's like a fail safe for Adrian Griffin at this point of, well, we can't play the defense I want to play because we keep getting killed on it. So to hell with it. I'm just going to play it safe. And the other team shoots well, we're going to lose. Uh, and if they don't, uh, hopefully we have a better chance of winning. Because I'll tell you this much, Brooke Lopez out on the wing guarding Tyrese Halliburton one-on-one is stupid. I, I don't... You can tell me every which way but loose how that makes good sense to you, and I'm not going to listen. That is dumb. He should never be out anywhere guarding a guard, but because of how this looks. Now, again, Giannis is on the floor, so Halliburton blows by him, and then Giannis has to come over and try and help, and I get it, but to me, you're setting yourself up for failure here if they can get in a position when they want to get Brooke Lopez out there having to guard a guard. That that's That's not good for anybody. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, they haven't played like an absurd amount of zone. It's been much more than we're used to. And it's been way more like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're among the league leaders in zone in, in amount of zone they've played, but it's still, you know, they're playing zone on like 5% of their possessions. They had been coming into this game. I think this game, you know, again, this was a game I expected them to really just struggle to find answers for this offense. Um, you know, this early in the season when you're still gelling, it's like, I kind of figured they'd play more zone because it's like that that's been working for them a little bit. And I don't expect that a younger, quicker, you know, good shooting team is going to, you know, we're going to really be able to lock them down in man to man. So I'm not surprised at, at, at them going to the zone. Um, I don't think it's anything that they'll be completely relying on all season or like, I just think that it's something that if teams are really starting to to get hot on us and teams are really starting to just score at will on us. Yeah. It's something they can throw out there. It's something they can do for um, the closing minutes of a game or something they can do for, you know, a a quarter or half a quarter or something like that, just to kind of get the other team to at least think about what they're doing. Cause it, you know, in that Pistons game, we saw the Pistons got so comfortable. Um, Sasser was getting so comfortable out there and just, they were doing whatever they wanted throwing the zone out there just at least makes them kind of second guess things. At least it gives them a different look that it's, they're not just comfortable getting into one-on-one and getting into isolation. It's like, okay, now you're in a zone. It just throws them off a little bit. And so I'm okay with it. And um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think they're, you know, four or five minutes away from us having a very different conversation because the defense, they only had allowed one, like 10 with probably five minutes left in this game. And then again, down the stretch kind of collapsed there, but it wasn't terrible for, basically the second, third, and half of the fourth quarter. 
Well, that's good. We should judge about if it wasn't terrible. Oh, okay. I so mean, I, I, I'll honestly say it wasn't. It, it, I mean, I want to look up how many points they they scored. And the fact that it wasn't terrible when you are a bad defense going against the number one def- offense in the league, that you can be pretty good for uh, 60, 70% of the game defensively. I don't think, I think that's pretty good. Let's talk uh, about uh, some of the negatives. Where this team misses Dame Lillard is what happened at the end of the game. He he cannot, and I know he had 54. He can't be the guy at the end of the game, Giannis. I'm sorry. Can't be that guy. He can't. Like, give the ball to Middleton. Let him run point forward if that's what you're going to do. Let campaign make a decision. That's fine, too. I can't have him holding on to the ball and trying to, to initiate at this point. The, the pass to Lopez, okay, whatever. Like, that was either on Brooke, should have been looking, and then that's on Giannis's fault, whatever, but it's a turnover. Then you come down again and you turn it over again, trying to dribble in traffic. Reminds me of Glenn Robinson. You can't have him be that guy at end of games. If Lillard's not out there, it's going to have to be Middleton. That, that's where I'm at. And again, pe- people are on, I'm, I'm looking at the comments on YouTube uh, and Rainbow Trout says, Giannis is just helpless in the last few minutes of a close game. And the same thing was being said on Twitter. And I don't disagree. And I feel bad, right? Why are we coming at a guy that had 54 and 12 and being like, dude, you can't be the guy at the end of the game. When you have 54 points, how are you going to tell Coach Prunty, don't give the ball to the guy with 54? That's a big, big, tough thing for Coach Prunty to have to do, especially when he's not the head coach to begin with. So look at Giannis and go, now nah, we're going to run some offense for Middleton. What? I got 54. Give me the damn ball. Get out of my way. I'll do it. But realistically, he can't be the guy. He just, he can't be the guy. I'm sorry. But the, they, they did, I mean... Several of those possessions down the stretch, the ball was in Chris's hands. This isn't like they were just giving it to Giannis 100%. There, there were a couple that Giannis kind of took, and I don't back blame him back. for that. What'd you say? Back to back, back to back turnovers on Giannis yeah. at the end of that game. I don't blame, I don't blame him for back to back possessions in the clutch, thinking I have 54 points and I'm going to try to score here. But they did go to Chris several times as well. Um, and Chris scored on one of them. There's another one where I think he ended up getting it back to Giannis, and then I don't remember what happened after that. And then the last possession, they drew up a nice play to get the ball to Chris and get him a good look. So I don't know. Yeah, yes, Giannis struggled down the stretch. Yes, I agree. It should not be him down the stretch. But I'm not, I just, I can't be critical of him after 54 and 12. Like, I can't be mad at him for thinking that for a couple possessions down the stretch, I'm going to try to do what I've done all game. And it just didn't work out. They they just, you know, they, they made some nice plays. There was a couple that they just swatted away. And it's like, I mean, you kind of live with that a little bit. It's like he did. If someone, if you're going to go down, you're going to go down with with Giannis, the guy that has 54 points, trying to trying to score the ball. Um, but obviously, ideally, you have Dame out there. Ideally, you're running through Dame. And if Giannis didn't have 54, I, I you know, and was struggling a little bit more throughout the game, I'd kind of be more on the board of like, you know, yes, they have to get the ball to Chris. Um, I wanted them to get the ball to Chris, but I'm, I just I can't be mad at Giannis for what he did. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So two things. One, I don't think he gets 54 of Lillard's playing. That's not going to happen because Lillard's going to get his shots. So first, let's start there. But let's just say Giannis has 54 points. Dame Lillard has, I don't know, 15, 20, whatever he may have, right? They're both on the floor with Middleton at the end of a game. Same scenario, but Lillard's on the floor. Giannis does have 54 and 12. Lillard's got 15, 20, whatever. Does Giannis get the ball in that same scenario? Oh. But he's got 54 now. And Giannis goes, you have hey, Damian Lillard ball. instead of Chris. You have um, Damian Lillard I, I, instead of Chris. I That's a completely different saying, scenario. Giannis has 54. Giannis goes, hey, give me the ball. I got this. I got 54. Give me the ball. And you're Lillard. Are you going, all right, man, here you go. Or if you're Lillard, are you going, uh-uh, nope. I, think, I know you got 54. I, think I got it. For, for, I mean, depending on the situation, but for a possession, sure, go ahead. And if it's struggling, and if you, if you don't score, or if you turn the ball over, or if you do something wrong, okay, then the next position, I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm, I'm taking this one, which is fair. I'm I'm fine giving it to Giannis on one or two possessions late when he has 50 something points and has absolutely dominated the game and has having arguably the best game of his career. I I'm not saying give him the ball at will and he should, you know, just bow down to Giannis. Like, no, I'm saying I have no problem with one or two possessions. You give it to Giannis, especially when you don't have Dame. But if, even if you have Dame, like maybe, you know, once or twice, you can try that. If it doesn't work, then you go right back to Dame. Obviously, the the default should be Dame in a in a crazy circumstance like that, where Giannis is just having a game. A team has proven that they cannot stop Giannis the entirety of the game. Like it's easy to say now, like why were they running through Giannis? But through three and point eight three point eight quarters of this game, there was no reason to think that it wasn't going to work again. There was no reason to think that Giannis wasn't going to continue to dominate. He didn't. They made some nice plays late. Giannis struggled late. So we look back on it and say, why was Giannis taking the ball? It should have been in Chris's hands more. That's easy to say in hindsight, but in the moment, I don't think anyone had a problem with him having the ball in his hands when he had 54 points. I think a lot of people probably did watching and going, oh my God, what are we doing? That's what I was saying. I was going, what are are we doing? You went, what are we doing when Giannis has the yeah. ball with 54 points? That's, Absolutely. that's crazy. I wanted the ball in Middleton's hands. That's where I wanted it. Every time. In the last couple minutes After, of the game, I didn't have Milton. Now, if Giannis is going to the hoop, we're going to throw an alley-oop or something. Okay, fine. But Giannis, Giannis dribbling the basketball over there on the wing or whatever and deciding he's going to try and go at it. Listen, there, there's a couple things here. One, if I don't understand Carlisle not blitzing the hell out of Giannis the majority of the game. The one time there in the fourth quarter, Lisa Byington, this was classic. Byington goes, ah, they're double-teaming Giannis, but that 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 hasn't worked tonight. And then he turns it over and off go the Pacers back the other way after he turns it over. Like when they finally started to come at him a little bit, that's when things unraveled a little bit for him. Yes, and after that happened is when I would say, okay, now you can get the ball out of his hands, get it to Chris. But I'm talking about those first couple possessions where Giannis has dominated the entire game. I did not have a problem with Giannis posting up and saying, I'm going to do what I've done all game and try to get by this guy and try to get to the paint and finish and probably get an and one 
and do all that stuff. Now, again, after it doesn't work once or twice, then yes, I would say, okay, now they've proven they're kind of stopping it. Now go to Chris more. And, and I'm not saying you can't go to Chris to begin with. I'm just saying I don't have a problem. Those first couple possessions where he did end up turning it over going to Giannis because up until that point, they had not shown they could stop it. Right. I hear what you're saying. Uh, Doug you know, comments on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. There's no way Giannis should have handled the ball that much in the final minutes. I would have been more comfortable with Payne or Middleton. Let them feed him in the post, not bringing it up, says Doug. Do you think in situations where you don't have Lillard, Nathan Marzian, you can follow him at Nathan Marzian on Twitter. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. It is the Green and Growing Podcast. Download on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at and uh, we stream our post games on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and most of our podcasts are streamed there as well. Normally, uh, we record them on Monday and Thursday nights, and they're loaded on Tuesday and Friday mornings if you're new to the podcast. Do you think, Nathan Marzian, in games like this, where there is no Lillard, that they should run more offense with him essentially playing like a big, having a guy behind him, calling for the ball in the block, and letting him operate that way versus dribbling the ball on the wing and asking him to go running at the basket? Ideally, yes. Um, you know, that's always how we've wanted him to to play more and we've wanted them to kind of use him off ball and let other guys be, you know, the ball handlers. But again, this had worked the entire game. This was something that he was just destroying them all game. Like they had no answer for it. I can't look back on it in hindsight and say, why did Giannis try to do the thing that had worked 50 times before this? Why did he try to do that again in the clutch? Like, just because it didn't work doesn't mean it all of a sudden was this terrible, terrible decision. Now, in a vacuum, yes. Like, in a vacuum, you look at that possession, you're like, yes, the ideal thing is probably to get the ball in Chris's hands, have Giannis set a screen. Like, that is probably better. But again, I just cannot blame him or them for just saying, hey, let's let's do what we've done that's gotten us to this point and kept it, you know, given us the lead throughout this game is just give the ball to Giannis and let him destroy whoever he's, whoever's guarding him. Um, because I think there'd also be complaints if it went the other way. And let's say they got the ball out of Giannis's hands and Chris struggled down the stretch. They, pe- people would say, why didn't you give it to the guy with 54 points? Why didn't you yep. give it to Giannis more? Why didn't Giannis have the ball in his hands? You, it, people would say it both ways. The, it didn't end well. And so naturally people are going to criticize whatever they did. I, I'm not, I'm not that critical of it. There's a couple possessions that sure, maybe he could have, he should have given it up to someone else, but I, I'm not going to sit here and in hindsight, blame everything that they did down the stretch. And like you mentioned earlier, Prunny deserves a lot of credit for that last Middleton. Well, second to last uh, Middleton three point shot. I mean, it was a great play call out of bounds side out of bounds. He gets a wide open shot. He misses it. It is what it is. You know, he's going to make that sometimes too. Uh, and maybe you have a different outcome. So good job by Joe Prunty. Probably won't talk a bunch about Prunty this year, but in, in this case, it was. Now, the one thing I do want to talk about is what people on Twitter went off on me about, uh, but I want to address it here as well in the Greeting Wrong podcast, and that is Adrian, Adrian Griffin getting kicked out of this game in the third quarter that allowed Joe Prunty to be the guy down the stretch of this game. I said on Twitter, that was dumb. Like, you pick your spots. And I understand that Adrian Griffin said previously, I got to protect Giannis. Uh, and help him with the refs. I get it. Folks, you could say all you want. That was premeditated. This dude came into this game knowing at some point he was going to get himself bounced for Giannis. And I'm willing to bet you that Joe Pronti, 
And Matumbo and those other guys on that staff knew at some point tonight it was going to happen. They may not have known before the game. They may have found out at halftime. They may have found out right before it happened that he was going to do it. But he was going to do it after last night's game. It was going down tonight. I don't disagree that they should have been calling more fouls with guys hacking on us. Like, totally get it. But just calm down a little bit here. Like, if you want to get teched up in the third of a game that you've been battling all night for and you don't need to be giving up free points, you want to get teched up, okay, fine. Go get your tech. Hey, Giannis, see, I'm protecting you. I got a technical foul. Let's go boom, boom with whatever the hell you said and get booted midway through the third. Like, to me, that was pointless. Like, you could have hung out in that game a little bit longer. And then if you wanted to get kicked out so bad, you could have waited to the fourth when they get on a little bit of a run. Then lose your cool. Stop their momentum and then get the Bucks hopefully fired up and turned around because our coach has our back. But the where he picked to do it, to me, it was stupid. Like, it was... It was the wrong time. It was completely the wrong time. He could have used both techs in certain spots strategically of how he was going to do it if this was something he was hell-bent on doing. And again, I get it. Protect your superstar. I'm not against it. I'm all for it. I just don't like the way it went down tonight coming off of him telling everybody that essentially this was coming. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I don't like, yeah, I think I think you could have used the two differently like you could have you didn't have to get both right there you didn't have it didn't have to go on the way it did right i again i don't i don't have a big problem with it i don't i didn't think of i didn't see that happen and go oh my god what is he doing this you know and again they played they played well for the a, a pretty long stretch after that happened and still had the lead like i think if we didn't collapse in the final few minutes we have a, we're not having this type of conversation about that. Cause it's like, Hey, they won and nobody's really thinking about it. So I don't know. I, I'm not overthinking it too much. Like I just, I'm not putting too much into that. I'm, I'm happy. He stuck up for Giannis after, you know, and I'm sure some of it was kind of, you know, it's not it, like, it's obviously a lot of it just because he said he would their last game. Yes. Like he said, like, this was kind of the time to do it. Um, so it's probably a little bit manufactured, a little bit fake, but like, yep. still, I'm glad he did show that. I'm glad he did, um, you know, do that. And um, unfortunate that he obviously had to get thrown out and we were left with Prunty for the last uh, quarter and a half. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a big problem with it. Could have been left with Terry Stotts, but that didn't happen either. Uh Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Let's talk about something else here. We all have to understand something, including me, right? I, I'm going to be guilty of this throughout the year. And you'll be like, Sparky, you said yourself. We have to give this dude some slack. We have to give him some space 
to breathe a little bit and make some rookie head coach mistakes. Like it's going to happen. And to me, that was a rookie mistake. That was a rookie head coach mistake that was hell bent on getting kicked out uh, and doing something for a superstar. Fine. It is what it is. But you just hope that, you know, somebody talks to him, whatever you learn, all right, of how to do it more smartly and you go. You can protect your superstar by just consistently being on a ref without getting teched. You could consistently help your superstar without getting kicked out in a matter of four seconds. Like there's other ways to protect him. The thing that he has working against him, believe me, don't believe me, don't matter. I know it's true. He doesn't have that level of gravitas or respect from the referees. He doesn't. He's only been a head coach for a handful of games. This is not Popovich. This is not Spolstra. It's not even Bud. Like, Boonholzer had held more with these guys because they've known him forever, and he's been around and has had success and won a championship. Adrian Griffin's some rookie. It's a new voice in their ear. They don't really, I mean, they know him because, you know, he shake hands, whatever, you talk to him before a game, but not at like this. So because of that, it's going to take time for them to listen and for him to catch their ear. It's just going to take time. Now, by the time you get to the postseason and get to that point, hopefully, if he consistently is chattering the whole time and the Bucs are winning and they've established who they're going to be and how they're going to play, things change and he holds a little bit more weight. But right now, this early, he's just a rookie head coach, regardless if he has Giannis. And that's just kind of how this league works, Nathan. Yeah, I the people that are like, get rid of Griff. He can go. He's got to go. It's like, oh my goodness. Like it's been seven, now eight games, like chill. Yep. Um, at the very least give him until like January, even January is like, you're giving him two months to like impress you. And I, I, you know, at least then you have some sample size, something to more to go off of, but it's like eight games with a revamped roster with like, it's, I, I mean, I'm not surprised by it because I know how Twitter is and I know how people are and just they want results immediately and we get Dame and everyone's excited and it's supposed to be amazing right away and everything's supposed to be perfect and they're supposed to win every game by 20 and it's like, chill. Like, it is November 9th. Um, and early in this game, you know, I tweeted, I said, I don't think, you know, I, I right away I was like, this game I think is going to be ugly. Um, I thought this whole, like, all today, I was like, I don't think they're winning this game. I think... They were going to, you know, lose something along the lines of like 135 to, to 117. Like, I just was like, they're, they're going to lose by, by 15 to 20 points and give up a ton of points. And it's going to be kind of ugly. Their paces are kind of a tough matchup for us. Again, a young team, uh, one of the best offenses. It just, it, it was, and right away it started like that. And I was like, they're down, I don't even remember what it was, 30 to 12. And it's like, yeah, this is not going to be pretty, but I wasn't, you know, I go on Twitter and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm somehow the more one of the more positive people. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this game is gonna be ugly, but you know, hopefully they can at least hold them under 150. I kind of said as a joke. And ever and then I go on and everyone's like, this team sucks. Get rid of Griff. Oh, Gr- Griffin's got I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, it is the eighth game of the year. Um that's the other thing, too. You know, if if you listen to this podcast, Green and Growing Podcast, you've heard Nathan say, I, I mean, every podcast, at, at least once, every podcast sometimes a lot more than once. Marzian will say, I don't care about X player or X scenario. I only care about what happens in the playoffs. I don't care about the regular season. How does this player or this coach or whatever help us in the playoffs? Because that's where it counts. So from 
what Marzian just said, that's when we're going to find out how good Adrian Griffin is. It's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to make mistakes in December. He's going to make mistakes in January, probably in February, March. But when you get to the playoffs, you know, don't make boneheaded mistakes to cost your team games because that will make you a very short-lived head coach in Milwaukee if everybody points to you and says, you're the reason that we lost the series. Bud was the reason a couple of times, but he got the free pass because he had the track record. Adrian Griffin has no track record of being a head coach. So it could be a very, very short stay in Milwaukee if he does cost them in the playoffs, especially with the amount of money you're having to pay Damian Lillard and the repeater tax and all this other money you're throwing at it. These owners are not going to have the patience to sit around uh, and wait for you to figure it out. I got one more thing. Um, Actually, two more things I want to talk about. Marshawn Bochamp. Damn, 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 damn. He might be. Uh, better than we all thought coming into this thing. If they keep giving him a little bit more run, he looked okay tonight. Andre Jackson Jr., I, I mean, I don't know. Like, he came in, got a couple quick fouls, went that back down. Okay, I, I I guess. You saw him yesterday. You know, he's long, played some on-ball defense. But I, I don't see how he fits into this thing at the end of the year if he can't give you something offensively, Marzian. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think naturally people w- with him being a young player, with him being athletic and all that, people are going to be infatuated with him and think he needs to be playing all the time and he's the answer and he's the wing stopper and blah, blah, blah. You know, I think he's good in spurts. I think there's moments where you're like, okay, throw him in there for some point of attack defense to, again, apply some pressure, throw the other team off. I thought the third quarter against the Pistons la- last game would have been a perfect time for that where again, they were getting comfortable and it was like, throw him in there and make them uncomfortable. Even if he's not very good, even if he's not very good offensively, like just throw him in there for defense, but he's not someone you're going to be relying on to play actual real minutes consistently in in meaningful games. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, And that's, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. He is a 36 pick or whatever he was as a rookie like that. If he was playing meaningful minutes, that'd be insane. Like, like, and in a good way, like that'd be crazy if he was able to play meaningful minutes in the playoffs for this team. But I'm not expecting that. I don't think people should be expecting that. I think you should just say, or you should just expect that he is going to be a um, spot play guy and just throw him in. And and hopefully they do that. You know, hopefully they are. I, I like that they threw him in there early tonight when again, they, they got off to such a slow start and it was kind of like, okay, just throw him in there. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about where I, I like that he's playing in those situations, but I, I, I'm i not looking at him as he is the answer. He is um, someone that needs to be playing real regular rotation minutes consistently because I just don't think that's realistic. But Marjan was good. Um, again, I thought in his limited minutes tonight, yep. it was good last game. He's been he's been pretty impressive. He's been someone that looks like he can play you know some regular rotation minutes and be a difference maker for this team. So. Um, that's a positive, as I mentioned before, to take away from tonight. Okay. We were not on after last night's game. And I want to discuss before this podcast is over, Green and Growing Podcast. Download on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Uh, they get posted uh, usually Tuesday and Friday mornings. It's up at like, I don't know, 3.30 in the morning, I think, that gets posted at. Um, so if you miss it on a, on a Monday or a Thursday night when we're doing it live, you can always uh, listen to it then. Can we talk about the Giannis getting kicked out thing, please? Is that okay with you? Yeah. He deserved to get kicked out. Like, I, no, he, he, I don't, Sparky, stop it. I don't, Sparky, I, stop. no, stop. no, hold on. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. 
Hold on. We are going to lose let all of our explain, audience here. Let me, have, let me well, explain people something are 10 to you. people just dropped, 20 people, 30. If somebody, if somebody runs up to you and does what he did, if that person gets punched in the face for doing that, who's going to question it? Nobody. It wasn't like he dunked the ball, stood and looked at dude and then ran down the court. Okay. Like if they would have teed him up for that, I'm in like, okay, that's weak. He ran up to him in his face and gave him a look. You no, can't do that. That's not a thing. That is the was, definition of taunting. Like that'd be like standing over a guy staring down at him. Can't do that either. It's in the NBA rules. Like we're not making this stuff up. I get, we all love Giannis and everybody thinks it's weak. Cause Giannis is the nicest guy in the world. And we all love him. Like he's our own. I get it. But by definition, that was the right call by the referee. You can't run up to a dude and make a face. Like you, that's not a thing. If somebody ran up to Giannis and made a face, what do you think Giannis is gonna do? Shove him, he's gonna do something. He's not no. gonna get punked like that. I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't, no, you can't do that. He didn't run up to him. Watch, he sure he did. He, he dunked the ball and his momentum was taking him. His momentum. Yes, oh, when you dunk the when you dunk the ball, when you Come run on. and dunk the He's running and dunking the ball. You're naturally going to go forward a little bit when you land. And that's what he did. He went forward. Isaiah Stewart's right in front of him. Gave him a stare for 0.8 seconds. Turned around. Isaiah Stewart was standing still. This dude came right in his face. Did that to him. If that dude would have punched Giannis, all hell would have broken loose. And what would everybody have said? Oh, the guy should have just taken it. No. There's no way. There's no way. There's no chance. Now, again, I love Giannis. Big Bucks fan. In that situation, it should have blown a whistle. Sparky, I'm just telling you, you're in the very small minority on this one. Oh, I don't care. Audience, audience, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to listen to this garbage because this is, this is, he's, Sparky, watch the play again. I did. I watched it five times. He's running on, like, he's running on a fast break, throws it down on a fast break. Obviously, Mm -hmm. he's going to, he's going to, Move forward a little bit as he's dunking. The, then turn around and run I can't back. I'm talking about this. You and, can't and he, be running up in a guy's face and doing that. Face. He didn't run up in anyone's face. He dunked the ball, looked at him, and turned around. That's it. He was that's less it. than a foot from that dude. Less than a foot. Like that's pretty close. Yeah, because be when he dunked that. the ball, he was right on top of him. I understand, but I've, well, my point is, okay, if your momentum takes you there, you right. can't be doing Move that. On. Turn around, that's run it. back no down more. the court. You can't. You just can't. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just not a thing, man. I don't. All I'm saying is, I don't blame the referees for it. I would have, I would have blown the whistle too. I would have done the exact same thing if it was Giannis doing it. If it was Middleton, Brooke Lopez, like if it was Middleton or Brooke Lopez that did the exact same thing, and as you put it, the momentum carried on that close to to Stewart. If they would have done the same thing, and they would have got kicked out, would it have made the national media? No, because it's not Giannis. Right. Nobody would have said boo. Oh, yeah, he deserved to get kicked out. That's right. Giannis does it, and all hell breaks loose around the NBA. Oh, my because God. I can't it, believe they kicked Giannis out for that. If Middleton does it, nobody says a word. I mean, it, Bucks fans would, but either if, if Giannis, last thing I'll say about it is, like, if Giannis truly had gone out of his way to run, like, we, we saw him, I mean, this was a different scenario where he kind of almost headbutted someone, but when he ran up to Bruno Caboclo in that one game, like, years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but he dunked on him. It was something he remembered from like the Olympics earlier. And he ran up. He literally ran down the court up to him, got in his face. Yeah, that's a tech. He dunked the ball, looked at 
Isaiah Stewart and turned around. That's not a tech. That's literally just mean mugging after a dunk. That's he does. He's done that. He's done that 700 times in his career. And I'm pretty sure Larry Sanders is responsible for that whole thing. Um, either way, uh, Dana, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. I'm not wearing my glasses like I should be. Uh, it says Giannis got kicked out for the thing. The NBA cuts for promotionals. I think it's a great point. You say you don't want taunting and you want nothing. But as Marzian just said, his mean mug, you see the mean mug when they run commercials promoting and the bucks are coming up, right? You see that exact thing. And again, by definition, mean mugging would be out of its taunting if they're running away from everybody, but it's definitely essentially showing up the opposition and the NBA does promote it. That that's a great point. Like I got nothing. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that, I mean, that's why I think it's dumb is like, this is stuff that Giannis has done several times and that gets your, you know, your league publicity. Why are you throwing him out for doing it? Um, I just, it, it was ridiculous to me. And I mean, the fact well, that it wasn't a run out of it. And the other thing is if he had, if he had, if he had stared at him for three, four seconds, then that becomes taunting. That becomes, that, that's when that becomes taunting to me. Dunking and looking at a guy for a second. And turning around is not taunting. That's not taunting at all. Like that is a that's just a reaction to what you just did. You look at a you you look at the guy that's right in front of you. You just dunked on. Give him a little glare and turn around. That's not taunting. That's basketball. That's being one last one one last thing for you. Two things actually. Same same thing though. Not related to anybody on the Bucks roster, but related to the fans in the stands at Pfizer Forum, Marzian. Two-part question. Do you think Cubs manager Craig Council will attend another Bucks game? And B, no. if he does, what do you think will occur? <laughs> he won't, I don't think. And I they I would get you they money would, he does. They would tear him apart, man. That would be I don't think they'd show him on the big screen. Oh, yes, you have to. Absolutely. I don't think they would. I mean, yes, I'd you be, do. I'll, be, I'll be cheering for him, obviously. I'll be yeah, he's a crazy. Cubs fan. Hey, folks, if you're That's new to right. the podcast, my he's a Cubs. Cubs my Cubs. We're coming. Yeah. We're coming for the Central next year. But anyways, if y'all get Otani. Um, it'll be it'll be tough to beat you. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I I don't think they would show him on the screen. I think they'd they be have like, to. Yeah, let's not give. Let's not get this guy destroyed here. Like, I don't know. They better show him on the damn screen. If even if they don't, people will be like taking oh, video yeah. of him walking in and putting it on social media. Everybody in that place will know what seat he's sitting in by the time he gets, by the time that game gets done. I bet you council goes to a game. You watch. We'll He'll see. go to a, yep. I, I bet you money. He'll show up at a game at some point here. If you read his quotes, he plans on still living in Whitefish Bay. I don't understand that either. I think that's a mistake. I have said it before. He's in a grocery store. Just boo him. Like if he's getting apples, boo, just boo him and boo him everywhere you see him. Do not swear at him. Do not say anything bad about him or his family personally. None of that. They can't kick you out of a grocery store for booing the man. Boo, potatoes suck, whatever, right? But do not do anything other than boo him. If you see him in a bank standing in line to cash his huge paycheck, boo, Cubs suck. Everywhere we see him, we boo him. That's the what people I that say. are just joining. The people that are just joining this live are probably like, "Why are the? What are they talking about right now? They have no idea. Like, who are we booing? We're, <laughs> We're booing Craig Council, the Cubs manager. If he goes anywhere out in public in in southeastern Wisconsin or anywhere else, I'm telling you, I'm serious. Let, let, I'm not even joking. Quick, Bucks. So, Bucks question before we go. Just give me your brief answer. What, like, how? 
what's your grade for the Bucks in the last week, including this game? You know, the, you taking into account they won the Knicks game, they won the Nets game, they won the uh, Pistons game, and then this. I uh, I'm not a fan of the Adrian Griffin line of well, it's impressive. We figured out a way to win. That's cool, but you need to figure out a way to blow people out so you don't have you playing guys 35 minutes a night. That To me, that's going to be the biggest thing this year. If you're in a close game every night and Giannis is playing more minutes than he's ever played in his career, that's going to be an issue by the time you get to the playoffs with as many minutes as these guys are going to have to play because you can't figure out how to run away on teams. I don't know. I, I would say B minus C plus something in that area. I can't give them anything higher than that. Their defense sucks. Like, I, I, how do I get? I can't get to a B plus or an A minus, even if you win, because your defense is so atrocious. Yeah, I, I was gonna say B, B minus. You know, I, I'm. I like that they're, and I'm. I'm taking into. I'm taking the kind of learning curve into account. Like, I'm right. I'm not judging them on what I would judge them for for in the playoffs or in late late in the season, but this early in the season, I, I, I don't know. I like that they've started to get the ball in Dame's hands more. I like that. The, I love the stuff they've been doing down the stretch. They've been so good in close games and Dame's been impressive. Just getting to the line and getting his points, even with how terribly he shot the ball from outside. Like he's still just been scoring really well, um, which kind of shows you the floor he has offensively. And then this game, you know, again, I, I was on my way to thinking this was going to be a complete dud game. That was just, you want to completely forget about it. And very frustrating loss, no doubt, but the fact that they were able to keep this thing, you know, be in this game, be, really have a good chance to win this game, I thought was was impressive, and just Giannis being as dominant as he was. Um, and I'm not, this doesn't feel quite as bitter of a loss to me because of the fact that we literally kind of were on the, the other side of this for the last three games almost, where it could have gone either way, down the stretch, we made the plays, they made the plays to get us wins in the last three games. And then this one, you know, the, the Pacers made some plays and we didn't. So that kind of helps it too, of like, okay, we've, we've won the last three close games. At some point we were going to lose a close game and this happened to be that game. So I'm not, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I'm not freaking out about anything yet, but um, as you said, still plenty to improve on. They're not even close to, to where I think they'll be at the end of the year. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter, Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. And of course, uh, as I said before, these podcasts get posted Tuesday and Friday mornings. You can uh, always tweet to either one of us about anything you hear on the podcast uh, on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at. And of course, you can also watch these on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Really appreciate you following along with us and we'll talk to you again next week. Go Bucks.